This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. 2023 has been a great year for Tesla shareholders. The stock is up 137% and the company has a market cap of over $800 billion. But 2024 may not be as kind. Some versions of the Model 3 and Y are about to lose their eligibility for the federal EV tax credit in the U.S. And Wall Street analysts worry that Tesla will be forced to cut prices, which would hurt profits. Analyst forecasts for fourth quarter earnings are down 55% compared to where they were a year ago. Profit forecasts for 2024 are down 43%. And that worry seems to be hurting the stock. Though Tesla is up 137% for the year, it's down 6% over the last six months. Even worse, there's an investigative report in Reuters that accuses Tesla of covering up flaws and defects with suspension and steering components. Reuters managed to get its hands on thousands of internal Tesla documents. It also conducted interviews with nine former Tesla managers and service techs and with 20 customers whose cars suffered catastrophic failures. Some of the documents it found have instructions for techs to tell customers that the broken parts on their cars were not defective. In other cases, Tesla blamed customers for previous damage to those parts, like control arms, drive shafts, steering racks, and wheels. And then it forced them to pay for the repairs. There's a lot more in the report, and we'll provide a link to the whole story if you'd like to read more. The slowdown in the EV segment in the U.S. just claimed another casualty. Panasonic is dropping plans to build another battery plant in Oklahoma. Even so, it is building new plants in Nevada and Kansas. But the outlook for EVs doesn't look as rosy as it did just a year ago. While this isn't a good look for Kia, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation reports that Kia is not delivering vehicles to customers in Canada because it already met its sales target for the year. Top Kia executives reportedly told regional managers to delay deliveries until the new year because they didn't want to appear too successful to upper management in Korea. They were worried their marketing budget would be cut in 2024 because it would look like they didn't need to spend that much. The executives told dealers to blame the delays on delivery and logistics issues. Kia Canada is not saying a thing. A spokesperson told the CBC it would not comment on, quote, confidential internal business matters. While this was inevitable, after most of its competitors already adopted Tesla's chargers, Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, and Scout announced they'll do the same. Starting in 2025, their EVs will use the North American Charging Standard, or NACS, charging port. Customers will now have access to more than 15,000 superchargers beginning in 2025. And for vehicles with CCS ports, the brands say they're looking into adapter solutions. VW's charging network, Electrify America, already announced it will offer NACS connectors at its stations in 2025.
in the U.S., pickups are king, and numbers mean everything in this war. That's why the Ford F-150 Raptor R was somehow seen as less than when it launched in 2023 with 700 horsepower, a figure that should excite most enthusiasts. But that's two less horsepower than the Ram 1500 T-Rex, which had already hit the market. So some wondered why Ford didn't squeeze out a few more horsepower to top its rival. Well, that's exactly what it did for the 2024 model year. Thanks to an improved air inlet system and a new calibration for the supercharged 5.2 liter V8, the Raptor R now makes 720 horsepower and the same 640 pound-feet of torque as it did before. Ram somewhat famously put an Easter egg under its hood of a T-Rex eating a Velociraptor, so maybe Ford will now have a pack of Raptors taking down a T-Rex. Canada could be hammering another nail into the ICE coffin. It's coming out with new regulations that mandate that all new cars, crossovers, SUVs, and light trucks must be zero-emission vehicles by 2035. Right now, EVs have about 12% market share in Canada, but it wants to grow that to 20% by 2026 and 60% by 2030. However, like other regions of the world, automakers and their advocates are pushing back. They say the regulations are too ambitious, in part because EVs cost more and there's a lack of a charging infrastructure. And hybrids and plug-in hybrids can still qualify as zero-emission vehicles right now, and Canada will continue to allow PHEVs beyond 2035 that have at least 80 kilometers or roughly 50 miles of range. Almost half of Buick dealers in the U.S. have no interest in selling electric vehicles and are ditching the brand. Earlier this year, General Motors offered buyouts to dealers, and almost half opted out because they don't want to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars on tooling, equipment, and training to sell and service EVs. There were 1,958 Buick dealers in the U.S. at the beginning of the year, but now that's tumbled to only 1,000 or 47% fewer. Buick says the dealers that left the brand represent about 20% of its sales in the U.S. But despite having fewer dealers, The brand sales are up 58% this year through November. Buick will unveil its first EV for the U.S. next year, and it's planning on going all-electric by the end of the decade. Audi is actually a mashup of four different companies, which is represented in the rings of its logo. And throughout the year, it's been celebrating the 150th anniversary of one of those companies, NSU. We've reported on a few of these highlights, and its last installment for the year also caught our eye. It's all about NSU's early days of aerodynamics and use of a wind tunnel. The methods were primitive. Pictures show one model with little pieces of yarn taped all over its body, but the results were impressive, especially for its motorcycles. One of its first prototypes, called the Dolphin, set a world speed record of 290 kilometers an hour, or 180 miles per hour, in 1951. A later design, called the Blue Whale, won several races and even a world championship. And it helped develop a radical motorcycle, which required the rider to lay down, that went on to break 11 world records. 
We'll throw a link in the transcript and description box if you'd like to see more. At the top of the show, we reported on a buzzsaw of problems that Tesla is running into. But could the Cybertruck change Tesla's fortunes? We'll get a better idea tomorrow when we have Sandy Monroe coming on Autoline After Hours to talk about all the breakthrough technologies that are on the CT. Whether you hate the styling or not, under the skin, that truck is blazing new ground. And to make sure the whole discussion stays grounded, we've got Joe White from Reuters and Tu Lee from Sino Auto Insights coming on the show. Be sure to tune in. This show is going to be a good one. And a programming note, tomorrow is the last day of the year for the Autoline crew. But we'll be back at it on January 3rd as we mobilize our forces for our attack on CES. But that's all for today's show. Thanks for making Autoline a part of your day. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. At CES January 9th through 12th, 2024, Intrepid's looking forward to seeing you at our booth 3666 Las Vegas Convention Center in the West Hall. We'll be demonstrating the latest and greatest in the software-defined vehicles and zonal architectures, automotive ethernet technologies like 10-base T1S and multi-gigabit. See you at CES 2024 Las Vegas Convention Center in West Hall booth 3666 or visit intrepidcs.com sales.